Betches Media presents. Will you suck? I'm in. To fix this water problem. Sorry to this man. You can have a hundred people in the room. And I, oh, goodbye, Kyle. At Betches. Rise and shine. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the At Betches podcast. I'm Barry Rosenfeld. I'm Dylan Hafer. And I'm Dana Samuel. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. back. Oh my gosh. I I was going to say it feels like it's been a long time since we've done this, but it has been exactly a week. I uh, felt that way exactly. too, though, but it's still the same t- amount of time each week. <laughs> time, time is a social construct. Welcome back to March. Um, oh oof, my God. Another March. Guys, it has been one year since we saw each other. Literally. Not yet. One. Well, I know a week. I'm Not sorry. Quite. I'm just getting so anxious, but... Dylan, there's something I want to talk to you about specifically. I saw you posted something yesterday. No, intervention. Want, it's not. It's not bad. I just want you to share your my, oh. your initial thoughts oh. that you watched Superbad for the first time. <laughs> I How did. Was it? I did. I I watched Superbad for the first time. It's one of those movies where I I didn't really like watch like air quotes like inappropriate movies when i was a kid mm-hmm. so i was like 12 when super bad came out and it was yeah. not the kind of movie that my parents <laughs> would have like let me see when i was close to that age um and then i just kind of like missed it um i liked it. It, it it's very funny it's very like of that time period i was 17 when it came out <laughs> Just yeah, it's not out. a mystery that we're not the same age. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> I liked it. I think it's very funny. I I do like um I like Jonah Hill a lot. Uh, he's like one of my celebrity crushes. Not so much that era, but more recently. Um, I think it's one of those movies where like it feels a little dated, but like still in an enjoyable way. Um, yeah, I actually watched it recently because it's just like a it's just a carefree movie and I needed something to like mm-hmm. not think about at all. On the I couch. will say, I know like everyone compares it to book smart no. and I've saw book smart, like when it came out and I'd like, I think book smart is better. <gasps> I, and do they do that because that's a sister in it? Like they, does that I mean, I don't think compare? they did it because of oh, that. It's I was like, like <laughs> the, sto- the plots are like pretty similar. I did. And I wasn't a fan of book smart. I really? Unfortunately, yeah. I think I'm Book gonna Smart watch it like, again. I think Booksmart is like genius. I don't. Okay, <sighs> to be honest, super bad. It's too much time with the cops, the police officers. It, they weren't as funny as I thought, as they thought they were to me, personally. Uh huh. Uh huh. I um, I'm glad that now I can join the world of McLovin jokes and appreciate that fully, though. <laughs> 14 I've years never later. seen it fully start to finish oh oh my god i think that's so, so funny now i have to <laughs> i must i'll do it tonight yeah please homework okay. dana <laughs> we have to talk about the golden globes on sunday before we get into our takes our colleague sarah levine wrote a really great article um kind of about why these award shows in the time of zoom are awful a, just not a mess it. and a half go check that out on batches.com but uh Let's get into it. So the Golden Globes hosted by Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, which I love them. I thought they did a fine job, but it just, I mean, three hours of back-to-back Zoom speeches. 
it was it was tough and it was the kind of thing where there were enjoyable moments but i just feel like these award shows even when they're normal and in person already by the end of the night you're like damn we have another 45 minutes to go and on zoom it's just it's just bleak zoom is tough yeah, I mean, they're already, like you said, they're already, at least for me, specific people I'm watching for to mm-hmm. see if they win or lose and specific in this case, you know, like movies or shows or whatever that I'm I'm rooting for or that I want to know about them and I don't care about the rest. I wish that they they knew my my likes and dislikes would lump them all together and then do the rest so yeah. that I could stop watching. listen it it's underwhelming when the actual people there who are getting the awards or nominated are not even interested it's like if you're not then like why should i be i'm just wondering (laughs) okay so i think it's interesting Uh, it was a little unclear so they had it in two locations amy Mm -hmm. was in la tina was in new york and they had small audiences in both locations that were made up of essential like healthcare workers, which is great. I mean, that's a lovely gesture, but the, the thing with that is that they basically had all the presenters there in person. They got tested, whatever, but none of the nominees were there in person. And I think it's tough because it's like, okay, great. We got 30 seconds of Gal Gadot presenting and 30 seconds of Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones. But it's like, honestly, I'd rather have some of the speeches in person, but because of kind of the way they set it up, we didn't have any of that. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad that they didn't like force everyone to come be there in person. But at the same time, it's like, it would have been nice to see like a few people yeah, there. Yeah, if you're already gonna do something in person, I wish they would have mixed in speeches. Like right. You said. Like, I wonder if Jason Sudeikis' speech in person would be different than the one he gave via Zoom because the whole internet is going berserk. First of all, <laughs> I don't mind that he was wearing a hoodie. Like, I don't mind that at all. He was in his home. Who cares? I mean, would it have been nice to get dressed? Yes. But like, did he have to? No. But he was so surprised that I don't even think he knew like what planet he was. He was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I think he thought he won an Oscar at first. <laughs> well, it's weird because so one thing about everyone zooming in is that you have people coming from all over the world. So like Jillian Anderson said she was in Prague. A lot of people were in London or wherever. So it was like the middle of the night for them. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know where Jason Sudeikis was, but it felt like it could have been <laughs> 3 a.m. because he was like. Ugh. He he looked like he was like so barely awake. Yeah, yeah, and he was told to wrap it up, but it he even <laughs> acknowledged that he should wrap it up. But listen, he was I told guess to wrap it up by Don Cheadle, also nominated yeah. in that category. <laughs> it was like in a regular meeting where people are like, okay, at okay just say uh, thank say thank you and press the leave button like it's fine he didn't need to be like told to wrap it up it was just very confusing i'm glad he won like it's it's fine i don't think i think people were going nuts because there was nothing else to go nuts over to be honest the crown took home the most awards with four including best tv series and a drama and i have to say that i still never watch the crown so 
<laughs> I me either and it's not because I don't want to it's because I want to really commit yeah a lot of time because obviously there's a lot of seasons but I'm not the type of person to take breaks so I'll like 3 a.m I'm holding my eyes open yeah. to get through the season so I want to commit a good chunk of time yeah I, I started I heard I it's just fantastic never... and obviously yes. it won a lot I, of awards so. I love the crown I love the crown I think all of those awards were you know well deserved but I also think the crown is one of those shows where if you don't if it's not your thing that's fine and like don't force Mm -hmm. it like if you think it's boring fine it's not for you it's interesting because there was so much controversy about the golden globes this year and you know Emily and Paris getting nominated stuff other stuff particularly things by black creators not getting nominated um they're the HFPA's membership getting exposed for having zero black members it's interesting because mm-hmm. after all this controversy, I think most of the winners were like pretty uncontroversial. We had our first woman of color ever to win a best director Golden Globe. Um, but but it is kind of just like, who cares about this shit? Like the Golden Globes are dumb. I, <laughs> I don't. I feel that's offensive to people who won a Golden Globe. They were well, so I mean, excited no, no, no. for that. No, it's it's <laughs> a great it's a great know, achievement. It's a great achievement to win a Golden Globe, but in the yeah. sense of like honoring or in yeah. the sense of like actually being a prestigious award to win, it's like 87 old white people from Europe. Like it's not <laughs> like the Oscars where your peers are voting to right. like celebrate your work. It's like which journalists did Netflix pay? Mm. Like, so I think it's one of those things where in terms of your career and stuff, it is extremely prestigious, but when you actually like boil it down and be like, okay, so like who, who, who chose to give me this award? It's like, oh yeah, I guess it's kind of like dumb. Well, it did have the lowest ratings in modern history falling 68% from last year, which was already the lowest in history. So like, that's embarrassing. I know the Emmys, the the Zoom Emmys from September had the lowest ratings ever too. I think it's just people know what it's going to be and they're not, they don't care. I was, we were like live tweeting during it and nothing was popping off. Mm-hmm. I just think it's one of those things where people know for now stuff isn't normal. Right. And if you're not somebody who really cares then it's like okay i just won't watch this year right and i do have to say though that that when they do start doing this in person i think i've said this before in the past too like they better like blow this out of the water like it the the live award (laughs) shows they have to make like so well because they need to have people want to watch same thing with all tv shows yeah they need to redeem themselves i'm really curious because the grammys are in like a week and a half now and i feel like with the grammys because it's so because it's so performance heavy, like they could find a way to still make it like entertaining and cool. And I, I'm curious to see what they do. And I hope that it's fun. I know it's not going to be like normal. A bunch. It's just a bunch of like garage band performances. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Stop. I mean, but if you think about like the VMAs and like the billboard awards, like they at least had like big kind of like splashy performances and I'm sure the Grammys will be no different. Mm -hmm.
50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competition for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios in Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant nearly 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitor are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Okay, we have to talk about the red carpet, though. The red carpet, which wasn't really a thing. So... I, I turned on at like 6 p.m. I was like, oh, yeah, like I'm turning on E. I'm going to watch the red carpet show. It was the most uncomfortable thing mm-hmm. I've ever watched because they have Juliana and Karamo, who is supposed to be the Ryan Seacrest replacement, and he is not good at these interviews. No shade to Karamo. Like, as a person, this is not the job for him. They are literally just standing at their stations in front of TVs doing these Zoom interviews for like way too long with each person. And so I'm seeing photos of people who are there, like presenters and stuff. But then Juliana and Karamo are in their own little area only talking to the TVs. And it's like, where even are we? Like, are we in? Are they actually (laughs) there? Like, are they in the same place? The Zoom connections are bad. Like, you can't see anyone's dress because they're sitting in front of a camera. Like, it was it was very uncomfortable and it didn't feel like they had really figured it out. I liked seeing the nominees own posts at home. I thought that was so fun to see them all dressed and, and their glam like in their backyards. I loved that. I think it's Instagram was the place to be. The actual TV show was insufferable. I think it's in style that does the elevator thing. Mm -hmm. And I liked, I went through the next day and like, scrolled through all those posts of everyone in their in their little fits coming in and out of the elevator i thought that was fun i can't remember who it was but someone was in the middle of like recording a or filming a movie and was it naomi watts yeah it was naomi just watts. looked like us right now and sweats she gave and the flipped. finger yeah i love that <laughs> my best love, dress it is of the- interesting it's interesting to see who was like just at their house and who had like the hotel suite with the photo mm-hmm. set up and like the full glam squad. Like some people you could tell literally were just like, I guess I'll put on a dress and like turn on my camera. <laughs> I saw Jennifer Aniston post last night that Jason Bateman came over to use her backdrop as his background. So and I was like, that room is fucking beautiful. Holy <laughs> shit. If that room. was my it's zoom like a library. Yeah, it was good with the red. Oh my God, it was beautiful. But I do have to say my best dress. I was blown away by Isla Fisher. The color, the dress. Oh, that pink dress. I, and you know, I'm not like a pit that I, I wouldn't wear that. But that was for some reason that just stuck out to me. And I was very impressed very you know i actually i saw the photo of her and i was like i wonder how old she is like she looks great she has to be like close to 40 like ish i don't know she's 45 years old she looks great she looks I great would ne- she looks great yeah. um okay my my two best dressed for the night are anya taylor joy and mm. cynthia erivo both wearing green oh yes um 
I like, I feel like you could tell who really like planned out their social media for the night. And Anya Taylor-Joy like had it on lock. There was like a reel of her lounging on the couch. There was like a video of her, you know, like model, like doing a runway walk on this like like giant open room. She had like the full photo shoot with the white backdrop and that this like shimmery metallic green Dior gown is just just perfect just perfection and cynthia Rivo in valentino couture lime green i love it too like that's it's such a her yes outfit. i was gonna like, say she that loves, like, those shoes she has, make like, me a little nervous always always <laughs> but they they those mirror they made the look. silver wedges yes. yeah i i feel like it was an outfit that i i know somebody else wore it on the runway because i saw it but like i can't imagine another celebrity wearing that and that's right. like that's like the perfect red carpet dress when it's like you're the only one who could pull that off and like when it's done right and like she was like i'm gonna wear this and no one's gonna be able to say a damn bad thing about it because i'm gonna rock the shit out of it (laughs) and she did like yeah you can't think of someone else who can number one wear like that i don't know it was the whole look it was it was marvelous right i also anya taylor joy loved it particularly i love that that like green shade first and foremost but also it was just days if not the day after a picture of her like with starbucks smoking a cig on the curb <laughs> so that i don't know that just like added to it for me and yes. and then um <laughs> you, <laughs> and also i loved not because of the wow factor or anything but i loved amanda seyfried i thought it looked yes. very like she looked nice it was very pretty beautiful i liked the flowers she just looked very the I don't, color. it just looked very beautiful yeah the color was beautiful too it was it was you and then you compare you're like so some this happens every award show some people really put all their time energy teams into what they're wearing and other people are like can you send me what you have and i'm gonna just <laughs> hey. I also want to shout out Viola Davis looks stunning. She was wearing this gown. Um, It's by a designer. I think Claude Kameni is the name and they're from Cameroon. And it was this like beautiful, like African printed fabric gown. Like the color was popping. She looked amazing. I, it was fun. I feel like there really were very few style misses for Mm -hmm. me this year. I feel like people played to their strengths. Nobody was wearing anything that was like super Mm. out there necessarily. I didn't like Maya Rudolph's outfit. Okay. I didn't like Margot Robbie's either. Not that any, not that either like, you look so ugly in this. It's just right that like Margot Robbie's for me is something you would, I don't know. Maybe we're on like a nice date. Maybe. Yeah, Maya Rudolph's was yeah. too. It was a color. There was no shape to it. It was. Um, it wasn't <laughs> for me. But I do love the color orange. Is my favorite color. <laughs> I. Okay, so uh, th- leading into that, so Gal Gadot presented, and she wore this um, very short, very flowy, like white. Just, it looks like one of those things that it's literally you just like throw a piece of silk over yourself, <laughs> and. Um, because of like the shape of what she was wearing, of course, there were people online that were like, do we think Gal Gadot is pregnant? And lo and behold, the next day she posted on Instagram that she is pregnant. She's expecting her third child. So that's very exciting. It is exciting. Happy for her. Congrats, Gal Gadot. (laughs) I just, it's funny because I normally, I hate it when people are like, she wore a flowy dress. Do you think she's pregnant? And it was funny that literally the next day she was like, here I am. Actually, yes. 
You do wonder, though, like if she was planning on it or if because of the speculation, she was like, OK, now I have now I have to. So I don't know, but I'm glad it's she just did. None of anyone's business. No, I, at all. I get it. They're celebrities. But I think that's the that's one of the things that every single time I'm like, mind your mind your damn yeah. business. I, I, if again, they are, they I, are. Yes. Like the person who said, do we think she's why are you going to feel better or worse? regarding what the the answer is like why did maybe you take she it just like to wanted to be in a flowy dress yeah Damn. maybe she ate a lot that day enough I, you know but <laughs> she looked great and it wasn't one of those things where it's like oh she looks big is she pregnant it's just like she's wearing a right. flowy dress the which is so funny right. because it's like maybe she wanted to wear a flowy dress this episode of App Betches is brought to you by FrameBridge. Around our office, we have so many colorful framed art prints and photos. It creates such a fun atmosphere and gives our space that unique Betches character. I've been a longtime user of FrameBridge because anytime I want to frame something, custom framing can be so difficult and expensive, and they don't always have the sizes you want online if you want to try to frame something yourself. So then your options are to bring something to an expensive framing store or leave it in your closet collecting dust. But FrameBridge makes it so easy and affordable to get your special artwork and memories in frames so you can spice up your space with ease. Basically everything in my house has been framed by FrameBridge. We got our wedding photos done immediately by FrameBridge. We've hung a gallery wall. FrameBridge is truly my go-to. They make it so easy to select a frame to see how they would look online and they send you packaging so that you can send in the thing you want framed so that it won't get ruined. We all know that getting custom frames can be difficult, but FrameBridge is easy and affordable to custom frame just about anything. You can easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a retail store if you need some guidance. You can either upload a digital photo for them to print or mail in an item using their free secure prepaid packaging that I mentioned. Then FrameBridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or visit a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've been to therapy for many years, and whenever I have a problem that I just can't seem to wrap my head about, if I have intrusive thoughts or I have something I just like I'm avoiding, I always go to therapy because I know my therapist can help me work through the issue, come out on the other side, and just leave the session feeling like everything's going to be okay. Nothing has transformed my life quite as much as my therapy experience. I can't recommend therapy enough, and BetterHelp is a great way into it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. Speaking of new babies, we have to talk about one Hilaria Baldwin and Alec Baldwin who have another new baby. Another one. Just, I think, less than six months after giving birth to their fifth baby together. They are back with baby number six and... So there was a lot of kind of confusion when this was announced because it was like, oh, okay, like yeah, they have a lot of kids, like they have another one. Oh wait, they had one. They just in had September one. Yeah. of twenty twenty. Yeah, like that is not not that's not a full term <laughs> pregnancy, <laughs> is what. So we now know that 
she used they used a surrogate and surrogacy actually just last year became legal in New York state, which is crazy to me. I don't really follow it that closely, but Mm -hmm. um, so it's interesting because obviously Hilaria has been in the news in the last few months with all the controversy about her claiming to be Spanish and whatnot. Um, But this is a specific, a a separate issue (laughs) and people, the thing to me is like, I think some people have been like really rude about this or, you know, it's like, it can be a little invasive, but it is strange to have two babies in less than well, nine I, months. Well, every like, time I just, every time I hear her name, I can't, I just can't not play the cucumber video in my head. Like how, how you say uh, cucumber? Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, I, I think sorry, it's I have to get like, that out of the way. Something must have, we don't know what happened. Like maybe they had like um, had the surrogate set up and then they got pregnant naturally. I mean, again, it's not like Alec Baldwin said, you should shut the fuck up and mind your own business, which is what we literally just said people should do. But like, (laughs) I mean, it's something I do think it's just funny because she was just in the news about this. But other than that, I mean, there's not much to like, speak on like i don't we no one knows anything it is interesting though because in the fall after they had baby eduardo Mm -hmm. they they both made public statements saying that they were definitely done with having kids they didn't want to have any more and it's like okay so if the surrogacy thing is what happened then at that point the surrogate would already have been like five or six months pregnant like well maybe they were serious it's just like not she didn't want to have just like not a a timeline that fully makes sense but like whatever no i've been trying to do the math in my head for (laughs) hours each day and i don't (laughs) i just don't understand Uh, yeah i mean even people like content i think it's just the timing is is a little weird not not the babies being months apart the timing with what just happened with her a few months ago like because now people are like we don't know what to say or do about hilaria but can you imagine this girl i've never even like known anything about her other than she was alec baldwin's wife and now she's like literally in the news every time i open my phone it's like here she is and i do have to say she's one of those people which is not a bad thing but if she was next to me i wouldn't know who she was no i wouldn't i i agree like i recognize i know what she looks like but i think in real life it's like i would just think she's random brunette woman yeah woman with a lot of kids on the street (laughs) oh a lot of kids it's more than a basketball team like you have a starting lineup how many is a basketball five. team? Five. Well, no, no, all, not a team, but well, on the court is five. At once. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Yes. <laughs> Store that nugget away. <laughs> Dug deep into the archives of my brain for the one okay. like half a year I played basketball. Like, it, jotting Excuse that down. Me, what's up, basketball? <laughs> J- jotting that down in my notes. Five players um, on the court at a time. Yeah, I think it's interesting because like it's not something where I'm like, oh, like this is so fucked up that they have so many kids, like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't really care. I just think it's funny because it's like the, just the math, just the math I've, is it's fun to, to roll around in my brain. Well, I am happy yeah. for them because it is a blessing bringing another child into this world. Her name's Lucia or Lucia. However, I, people say it differently. I think it's Lucia. Well, assuming it's Spanish, I think it would be Lucia. <laughs> Lucia. So. 
but it's a mix. all of their kids have Spanish it's a names. Mix of, the, the name Lucia is a mix of Spanish and Italian. So I don't know if it's Lucia or Lucia. Well, right. I'm saying I'm assuming that they're going with the Spanish pronunciation. Probably. So in, for their track record. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Lucia. Como se dice Lucia? Lucia. Cucumber. Cucumber. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. We have to talk about my girl, Taylor, coming back in the news. I was very upset about this. I have not watched the new show, Ginny and George, on Netflix. Have you guys? No, but... I haven't. I've heard people talk about it. Yeah. It just came out. So it just came out last Friday. Like yeah. It's, it's been out for less than a week. It's in, like, the top 10, whatever, on Netflix. It looks like an um, easy chill watch i was gonna say a few hours before all this stuff that we're gonna talk about came up i saw it on a few people's stories like this is the best show i've seen in so long oh god be honest like i don't really do like i don't really do like random high school Mm. shows like that anymore like unless unless there's something like special about it or i hear that it's like really good i feel like there's a new one every three weeks and like that's not really my thing anymore right um so but so it in the show it's like a mother-daughter drama which is like even i don't know it's weird it's like a fifth it reminds me of gilmore girls which i've never seen either but that's what, what Wait, G- georgia's the mom oh <laughs> well <laughs> we're reading the plot <laughs> yeah the 15 year old Ginny tells her 30 year old mother which do that math georgia no which do oh. that math georgia why do you care you go through men faster than taylor swift and all you have to do is drop that name and the swifties are coming for you they reacted on twitter twitter sizing twitter criticizing the joke is misogynist and like twitter sizing twitter sizing i like that <laughs> twitter sizing to be honest like i I kind of agree. Taylor tweeted, which is where I saw it. I she because I follow her, so I was like, "What happened, Taylor?" She said, "Hey, Ginny and Georgia, 2010 called, and it wants its lazy, deeply sexist joke back. How about we stop degrading hardworking women by defining this horseshit as funny? Also, Netflix after Miss Americana, this outfit doesn't look cute on you. Happy Women's History Month, I guess." I was like, "There's so many digs in this one tweet. I don't know where to start." <laughs> okay, oh my God. I will say my initial reaction. I was like, I was like, I love that she did this because I like, you know, like pettiness is kind of just like my, I appreciate right. it. Um, this tweet feels very like workshopped. Like, she, yeah, it was in the drafts <laughs> for a while. It, it's very like, it's very like, how can I make this like more, sar- more biting, which <laughs> in this situation, I'm fine with. I think, I agree. I think honestly, like the most accurate thing in this, tweet is that the 2010 reference because the whole idea of taylor swift being like the archetypal like girl who dates a lot of guys is like a very dated reference like i feel like that's not really how people talk about her anymore even in like partially from like a we have like respect for like i think we've moved past that but also just because that's not like that's not really what she's done recently yeah i totally agree and i was gonna say there was definitely a time when i was like a tween and hearing taylor swift you you're like oh is she with this person or this person now and that was all the she was like a boyfriend girl like she she did date a lot of yeah Yeah. it was all that stuff but for years like you said for years when i hear taylor swift i think about her doing secret albums and 
you know, re-recording all of her music. That's 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 just not the association I think that people have in 2021 with Taylor Swift. Correct. Even when even in 2010, I personally never associated that with Taylor. Like I feel like a lot of celebrities just like a lot of people who aren't celebrities are always just date like it's called dating like it's weird but it was always just in your face as that yeah well i think it was just a time before it was maybe before she was kind of like widely respected for her music outside of like the people who were fans of her Mm -hmm. and like it's the kind of thing where yeah like it's very dated like that's not really how that's not really how people talk anymore and i think i don't know who wrote Ginny and georgia but it it, it, this line sounds totally like some like 40 year old man was like what would a 15 year old girl say that's like a diss (laughs) i love her her closing though is happy women's history month i guess because that was like the boom to it it was like it's just like if you were a 15 year old in 2020 it's been like the last time Taylor Swift like had this reputation was when you were in like elementary school. I don't. Yeah. And I don't think Taylor Swift jokes are, are like a thing anymore. Really of all the, all the celebrities, if it's supposed to be, you know, taking place in 2021, again, we haven't seen it. So I I don't know, but why is that the celebrity you chose? Well, it's funny because you have the chance you made you got a show on Netflix and like that's the one line you had to do to just like ri- like why would you do that? That was so. Do you remember? Do you remember last year when everyone was like dragging the Saved by the Bell reboot yeah. for the yeah. line about Francie Orisa yes. giving yeah. Selena Gomez a kidney? I thought that was like kind of dumb. This is actually like ser- like. <laughs> Wait, like, so, yeah. I thought the I thought the backlash to that was kind of dumb. I think we talked about it. We if did. I recall, That's why like Dylan. But, I'm like, wait, was that last? Was that actually last year? Or was that? Well, this yeah, year? we're only at the start. I mean, of this it year. was in. It oh, was yeah. 2020. <gasps> Forgot what month it was now. That's true. It was <laughs> last year. I'm like last oh, year my... isn't that crazy? Like, that <laughs> God, was two months ago. so long ago. Um, I do feel like it's I that kind of seems to be like a recurring theme that these like tv writers want to have like pop culture like quippy references in their shows and that like they it seems to be a theme that they sort of like miss the mark or think they're being edgy or something and it's like oh no that's actually just like a bad joke yeah exactly (laughs) and i think i think it's hard because when you are writing something that you want to feel like fresh and current i get the i get why your instinct is to put in like a pop culture reference but it's like this isn't actually like a reference that anyone would make in 2021 yeah it was it's bizarre have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff i have a solution for you newly newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. 
Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code Betches20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code Betches20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, and use code Betches20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm Betches co-founder Aileen, and as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button-down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button-down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western, Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm going to wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's L-E-E dot com. That's L-E-E dot com to shop spring looks now. Ready to redefine your relationship with alcohol? Whether you're trying to cut back or just want to explore a non-alcoholic alternative, Athletic Brewing is a game changer. They offer a variety of different full-flavored brews with no alcohol, allowing you to sip and celebrate anytime and anywhere. Do you like hazy IPAs, sweet, fruity sours? Athletic Brewing has an assortment of non-alcoholic beers in almost any style you can think of. One thing I really like is a great Sunday brunch. And sometimes, you know, you kind of want to have a drink during it. But also it's Sunday and you kind of want to get your life together. That's the perfect occasion to have an Athletic Brew non-alcoholic beer. Athletic Brews a variety of great-tasting, award-winning non-alcoholic beers, including IPAs, Goldens, Extra Dark Brews, Sours, Hazies, and more, many of which are only available online and for a limited time. They offer hassle-free delivery right to your door when you order at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic Brews Bevs, you can drink anytime, anywhere, and still go right back to whatever you were doing. It's a great fit for parenting, playing sports, watching sports, doing chores, late nights, and early mornings, so you can imbibe without worry. When you support Athletic, you support a company that cares. They're a certified B Corp and donate up to $2 million annually to protect and restore outdoor spaces around the globe through the Two for the Trails program. Try Athletic Brewing non-alcoholic beers for yourself. Use code BETCHES to get 15% off your first order at athleticbrewing.com. That's B-E-T-C-H-E-S at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company. Fit for all times. What are you guys watching currently? What are you binging? <laughs> I'm not binging. Not Ginny and Georgina. I, uh, I almost said Georgina. And Georgia. And Georgina. Uh, I, oh my God. What if it's Georgina from Gossip Girl? Like what if that's <gasps> what this show is? And we it just would ha- be, haven't watched it I'm yet. I'm sure it would be a way better show. If no, I glanced. Just- I actually, I, I looked at like the Wikipedia and didn't see any names I recognized, and so I was kind of like, no, I didn't I'm recognize good. anyone. You know, when you go on Netflix and it starts to automatically play for no, you. Didn't Netflix? Um, I am doing a big Bravo binge of Married to Medicine, which premieres the new season this Sunday. So I like, 
I kind of left it to the last minute, but I'm very committed at this point to catching mm-hmm. up. Um, so that's what I've been doing. It's very entertaining. It's on Peacock if you're looking for something to watch. I am currently watching Wentworth, which I haven't stopped talking about. It's still, to me, one of the best shows I've not. ever seen. <laughs> it is so effing good. I've influenced a lot of my friends to start watching it, too. And now I'm almost done, which I'm very upset. I'm on season seven and... I don't know what I'm going to do. I finally looked up this show because you've been talking about it for like two weeks. And I was confused because when you tag it, like the Instagram account is Wentworth on Foxtel. And I was like, like Fox television, like that's random. But Foxtel is like the Australian channel. It's not. (laughs) I was like, oh, never mind. American. It's like, um, but it is, it's just very good. It's keeping me on my toes and it's, it gets me upset because when you finish any show, you like don't know what to do for a few days. You're like, what di- what direction do I go to to watch? Like, do I yeah. do I what genre do I go? So that's where I'm gonna be. So look what out. genre? What genre? I don't know. Next next week, Barry will be in a very chaotic place. I'm predicting with her TV <laughs> It'll be habits. Like a polar opposite she, direction. You'll either be okay. You'll either be watching. You'll like find something new or you'll be watching like One Tree Hill for the 14th time. Never seen One Tree Hill. Fun fact. Oh, you've never. There's a lot of seasons. What show would it be then? Like Gossip Girl, the OC? Mm -hmm, The OC. I was going to start watching One Tree Hill because I was like, I feel like that's very weird that I've never watched it. Like, um, the so, seasons are so long. I, I started watching it with before. my friend Hannah a couple years ago, and she had already seen it, but I hadn't. And I I don't know how far in I got, and I was just like, but how am you. I, I have only a feeling- on this season? <laughs> I have a feeling One Tree Hill is one of those shows where if you didn't watch it when it was on, you're kind of like, this is dumb. Wait, I know also- I was invested. Dana, still. that's so okay. funny because you nowadays or even back then i don't know people do are interested in how many seasons how many episodes in the season and how long the episodes are because the first question people have been asking me about wentworth when i tell them they dead serious go how long are the episodes and they're 40 40 like three minutes which is one of those like good amount of time Mm -hmm. episodes right if it's more than an hour it's like hard to get through (laughs) well that's the problem with that's the problem with now so many streaming shows and like whatever is that they can make the episodes as long as they want. Whereas like sometimes I miss a show that was like actually on TV. So I know all the episodes are going to be like exactly 42 minutes. It's like, I I need this consistency. Like I remember one of the episodes of Bridgerton is like 74 minutes long. What? Wait, that's like a movie. That's a short movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's way too long. Like that's not enjoyable. That's like like you cut 15 minutes from a movie, not yeah right. what are you yeah. watching i well uh, have started re-watching the eight or <clears throat> excuse me eight or nine episodes of wandavision because my tiktok is all uh, wandavision theories so now i'm going back to rewatch in preparation this, for friday the finale, the finale is this friday la- i just i want so okay. badly to be I- the scarlet witch is all i'll say <laughs> about that show. I know we've been talking about WandaVision a little bit here and there. So I'm curious, are you planning on watching the the next Marvel shows that they put out? Dylan. Like are you going to watch um <laughs> what's it Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Cuz I, I feel like WandaVision is kind of like its own thing, like it's taken on a life beyond just like, oh, I like superhero stuff. So I'm curious how many people that I know that are watching WandaVision will like continue the like MCU 
phase. I just leaned closer to the camera. I love <laughs> Sebastian like, listen, Stan. Listen, listen up. Listen up. <sighs> I love me He's some so Sebastian cute. Stan. And I love the Winter Soldier. And I love the relationship between Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan and Falcon and Winter Soldier. So I will absolutely be okay, watching so I get it. it. You're going to watch. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching it in short. I've watched the trailer repeatedly and I've been watching the okay. like the Captain America <clears throat> movies again and again and again oh so you're like fully going i actually i think i need to rewatch some of the marvel movies before because like yeah i saw endgame like in theaters but like i don't remember like where each character kind of left off and wandavision is like fine like it's its own thing but i feel like i need like a little refresher on the context but you know wish i could say the same it's kind of embarrassing how how well i know and not well partially because of the you know repetition of watching them over again but i don't some things just stick in my brain and marvel is it well meanwhile there's a lot of marvel talk for me (laughs) yeah i was like all right thank you so much (laughs) and i also there's two kinds of people in the world (laughs) i also have been re-watching the unbreakable kimmy schmidt on netflix because i needed something a little light little you know i like barry we had the exact same reaction which was we forgot that show existed <laughs> it's great i i honestly have, have I rewatched it a couple of times and i find new jokes every time i watch it that is why I it's like what you're doing with wandavision with right now that is why i do like to repeat shows right i also just love titus burgess i think he's hysterical also lillian i i feel terrible i can't remember her name but she's the the teacher, Miss Bagoli from Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, which is just iconic. A little fun fact about Lillian from Unbreakable Commission. That would be okay. that would be Carol <laughs> Kane as Lillian. Yes. Oh my god, I couldn't remember yes, her name. This was this was just the most fun. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Don't forget to rate and review and subscribe and all of those great things. Uh, and we'll be back next week to talk about more fun stuff. Batches.